0: Hi and welcome to episode 32 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I am the founder of This Is Reportage, and I'm a wedding photographer too. Excited to bring you the fantastic Marissa Joy Daily today. Based in the US, Marissa is an international multi-award winner, including three reportage awards from us, was one of our judges for collection 13 and was just totally lovely to talk to. Stick with us today as Marissa talks all about how a year in Italy was a catalyst to her photography career finding out that someone had stolen and used some of her images and dealing with that, how she had two men to photograph her own wedding and what she learned from that, her experience of judging for us and tips for submitting, why she's not keen on fruit or working out and much more. Hey, Marissa, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Alan, how are you?
0: I'm really good. Yeah, really good. Thanks for joining me. How's things with you?
1: Thank you for having me. Great. Things are doing okay. How about on your end?
0: Oh, yeah, fine, fine. All good here. Um, yeah, because where, where are you? You're in America, aren't you?
1: I am in Los Angeles.
0: Okay, cool. I've never been. I need to go. Um,
1: oh, that's uh, great. I know the time difference between you and I is quite substantial.
0: <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's like, is its is it eight hours, I think? So it's, um, yeah, seven o'clock at night here. And is it 11 with you?
1: That's right. That's yeah, right. It's, it's
0: mad, isn't it? It's so cool, and you you sound so clear as well. The wonder of modern technology—it's amazing, isn't it? Isn't it's it awesome. crazy?
1: I know. We uh, now during the quarantine time, we've been doing so many uh, Skype calls and Zoom calls and FaceTime and. You know, all of our family are all across the US. So it's been, it's been, this is when the digital uh, age is really nice, you know, really connects everybody.
0: That's so true. Do you imagine if we were going through this like 25 years ago with dial up internet?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah, we're very
1: fortunate now.
0: It's true, yeah. And how are things in general for you over there? I mean, in, in the weddings front, I guess you're not shooting at all at the moment. And how, yeah, how's it looking for you?
1: Yeah, I'm not. I I'm starting to plan some. Uh, things are starting to slowly open up here in LA. Um, so I'm starting to book a couple of, like engagement sessions and family shoots. Um,
0: oh, cool. With
1: with social distancing, of course. Right, um, yeah. But yeah, it's been it's been a, an interesting couple of months. All my weddings for this year have been mostly postponed um and I, I do a bit of international weddings so it was kind of sad to see those go away I was gonna go to Cuba oh wow uh, I had one coming up well it's an international but in, in Hawaii that was more just because I was very excited to go <laughs>
0: yeah I bet <laughs> so
1: uh but you know my clients have been amazing you know they're very understanding and at the end of the day I always tell them you know obviously the wedding is a beautiful time but you've met the person you're going to be with and that's the most important thing. So, um, yeah, they're all doing okay. We're all doing all right.
0: That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Same for me. Um, all my weddings postponed until end of September, but I don't know, you know, don't know if those will happen either, but
1: I know. Yeah. We just don't, it's, it's very hard to predict how it's going to be and what the wedding industry will be like, you know, Mm. uh, me, me too. Some of my weddings have postponed to October, November, December. And, We're still not sure if those will happen either, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so true. Um, But hopefully next year, it'll be a a busy, busy year for everyone.
1: 2021, right? That's the year.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Fingers crossed. For everybody.
0: Um, Cool. Okay, let's let's go right back. Um, What was the young Marissa like growing up? I read that you... (laughs) you drove a lot and that the car journeys are maybe not the most fun with you have three older brothers. Is I that right? Do.
1: I'm the youngest. I have three older brothers. Um, of course, you know, hindsight's 2020. 20, so back when I was in it, it was pretty miserable because <laughs> I had three older brothers who picked on me. But, oh, yeah. um, looking back, those experiences are so valuable. My, um, my mom would, uh, she and her family would do humanitarian work and, a lot of the Navajo reservations in the Southwest. Okay. Um, so we often would drive all the way out uh, there and spend time there. And um, it was just a beautiful time to be exposed to a different culture. and you know, seeing the different part of the u s was really awesome. And because we were such a big family, we always drove because it would just be too expensive to to fly everybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we had family up in New York and Florida. so we we did a lot of driving um and that was that was it was it was nice because my grandparents were always with us which was very valuable and um well all in the same car
0: must have been a big car or a separate car it was
1: it's a big suburban (laughs) oh cool okay (laughs) yeah and i was somehow always in the third seat um (laughs) but it was it was great you know i had i look back on my childhood in a very fond way um and my family and i are very close uh so it's been it's been a great time and I was exposed to photography very early so I feel very fortunate for that as well.
0: Oh wait, how old were you when you, you got into that then?
1: Oh I can't, I mean, I can't remember, my, my grandfather gave me my first camera, it was an old Minolta oh, um, and I remember I just, I, I can't remember how old I was, I was very young, very very young um, and I remember I would just go crazy and I would shoot one roll of film of one subject like a butterfly <laughs> or a flower. And I remember him saying you gotta expand, you gotta keep looking around, up and down, all around. And it's funny, I, I use that today with even wedding photography. You can't just see and photograph what's at your eye level. You need to look up, you need to look down, you have to go go all around and that's so um,
0: true.
1: Yeah. So it, it kind of followed me throughout my whole life.
0: That was great early life advice. That's I really know. <laughs> He's a smart
1: man. He was a smart guy.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because I, I say that with um, documentary photography as well, how everyone yeah. sees the world at the same you know, eye level. So like exactly. if you can shoot at different angles and different perspectives and it, it makes such a world of difference, doesn't it?
1: It does. And you know, that's, and I think a lot of people gravitate towards those images because it's different. You know, It's mm. not what they, they see with their own eyes. Um, yeah. And then I, I kind of during my high school experience, I was uh, interning with a wedding photographer Oh, and this cool. was like right on the cusp of when wedding photography was getting a little bit more interesting. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it was maybe 15 years ago or so. Um, God, I'm getting old. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I just, she, to me, she was, she saw things so differently and started really pushing the envelope when it came to creative photography. Okay. Um, and I loved that idea. I loved it. Um, so I kind of carried that into my college years and, I could just keep going and going, but yeah, it was great.
0: No, well, that's cool. It's really interesting. <laughs> and, and what at college, did you study photography at all, or was it something different? Or
1: um, So I, I went to Boston College, which uh, I, I majored in human development, like psychology for oh, okay. child and adolescent development. Uh, and I minored in photography, and I really, I kind of had a little bit of an internal struggle when applying for colleges, because I loved photography so much. But I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to a program that was solely just photography. Um, so I went back to my mentor, Abigail, um, and I asked her, you know, she went to NYU, and I was like, well, what do you think I should do? And she said, go to liberal arts school, because you can always go back to specializing in something in photography, but, you know, getting that well-rounded education will help you with your photography as well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I I did that I minored in photography and I spent a semester abroad in Florence, Italy my junior year and that's that I kind of solidified that I wanted to do this professionally
0: oh really okay what what happened in Italy then that made it like that so strong oh. in your mind that's awesome by the way that you had a year in Italy I think that's so oh, cool
1: man I mean does anyone have a bad time in Italy <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so true I've only been once I we went oh. to Rome Rome last year and it's amazing oh, yeah, Rome's
1: amazing. yeah I mean it was just I fell in love and I actually really fell in love with street photography there oh, cool. um so I uh I don't know I think I just got I just got buried into like the culture and the vibe, and and I, I I was shooting all the time, and I went to Venice for Carnivale and they had all these beautiful. It was just so beautiful and so rich, mm-hmm. and I loved being able just to capture that, you know, to to be there and to visually show how it made me feel. Cool. Um, and I remember, I remember I was in Florence, and I called my parents, and I said, "Mom, Dad," and they were like, "What's going on?" I said, "I just want to let you know." when I graduate from school, I'm going to be a photographer. Oh, wow. And I remember my, my mom was like, well, we already knew that. We were just waiting for you to come around to it. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, and those words were meant so much because they were so supportive of, you know, my creative uh, journey. And, um, you know, my parents, my, my dad's a physician, but my mom's a teacher, and she's always been very creative. My grandfather was a classical clarinetist. Oh, so no wow. They always really um, helped cultivate my creative side and uh, very encouraging and supportive. So I, I was very, very lucky in that respect. Oh,
0: That's cool, isn't it? That's really, really great. That's really important. Yeah. Do, do you, when you are in Italy, do you speak Italian? Were you speaking
1: wasn't <laughs> I mean, so I, I grew up learning Spanish and then when mm. I went to Italy, I, you know, I took Italian and luckily the those languages are are pretty similar Um, And so I started speaking Italian fairly well. And then when I came back, I got Spanish and Italian confused so much. (laughs) that I feel like I kind of just like nixed out both of them, Um, which is kind of funny. But um, I I went through NYU's program and I was uh, mostly with Americans. So I wasn't with a family. I wasn't as immersed in the language as I would have hoped mm. so um but I would love to get back into it Italian is just so melodic it's such a beautiful language
0: oh it's cool isn't it yeah um mm-hmm. uh, did you have much ice cream when you were there I just love the ice cream in Rome it was amazing
1: <sighs> gelato I ate yeah. so much thank <laughs> God I wa- walked everywhere <laughs> I think our, our apartment was on like the seventh floor and thank God for that otherwise I probably would have come back 15 pounds every year <laughs> but yeah everything was just so fresh you know the ingredients are fresh and the gelato oh yeah i mean it was just a beautiful time
0: it is amazing isn't it and have you have you been able to go back and shoot a wedding in italy at all have you ever shot there i
1: haven't and that is on my list so yes hopefully somebody soon will bring me out there uh <laughs> the closest i've gotten there is i i shot a wedding last year in switzerland oh, a ago cool.
0: nice uh, yeah, I've so shot one there as well in, in well in Switzerland really? but in, a different, in Verbier, yeah and yeah oh, and that amazing. is amazing
1: it's just breathtaking there it is it's beautiful yeah. you can't take a bad picture
0: <laughs> well I tell you I can I can definitely <laughs> but... <laughs> I <don't think> so. <laughs> <laughs> so from that realization that proper realization that you wanted to be a photographer how did you get around to like shooting your first wedding how did that happen
1: so while I was in college every summer I would go back to North Carolina where I was from and I would second and third sh- shoot weddings with that mentor of mine. Um, her name was mm-hmm. Abigail Seymour. and then um, one of her friends, her name was Tracy Arnie, um, also would kind of take me under her wing and I would shoot with her a lot. So um, over the years I was starting to make a name for myself locally and when I graduated, I moved back home. Um, I just saved money for a while while I started my company. And I just went around to different vendors, letting them know I was there and I was happy to shoot for them. And, um, you know, just like any other beginner photographer in a new place, I just said, I'll, you know, shoot your headshots for free or anything you want to send to me, I'll shoot for free just so I was getting my name out there. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And so I I actually booked a a decent amount of weddings my first year. And then within a couple months, I ended up moving to Washington, D.C. and um, kind of, went on from there
0: oh that's cool cool so how old were you when you shot your first wedding under your you know your my first
1: first paid wedding um i i had just graduated college so i must have been 22 22,
0: wow that's that's pretty young were you were you nervous at all or i guess you were yes of course
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but i've always been really lucky i have had really, really sweet clients. Um, and all my clients have really prioritized photography, which, you know, as you know, as a photographer is, is really a blessing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so they've really valued me as an individual and, um, as an artist. So they always made me feel very at ease. Um, but yeah, unlike a lot of, or I should say some photographers have and some haven't, but I have only been a photographer. I haven't had another job. Yeah, that's
0: quite different, actually. That's yeah. very cool.
1: Yeah. So it's been, it's been cool seeing just from my little time being a photographer, being just the evolution of photography for weddings has changed tremendously.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. So what, what would you do? It's funny how you've never been anything other than a photographer. What would you yeah. do now if, um, if you didn't do wedding photography? What do you think you would do if you weren't a photographer at all?
1: So I, um, while I was in school, um, like I mentioned, I was doing human development for psychol, like um, adolescent and child development. So I, um, I actually was as an undergraduate, I was a researcher for a um, psychologist in a graduate program, and was very much toying with the idea of going to BC for um, psychology for grad school. Okay. Um, so I think I would probably go back into that. Um it's something I feel very passionate about and perhaps even now with what's going on in our society, maybe emphasize a little bit more on human rights. Um mm. and human rights violations and you know just changing the um changing everything, hopefully.
0: Oh mm, yeah, I mean that would be cool. But oh mad times at the moment as well, isn't it? It's mad times. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah, but, you um, know, in
1: some ways, it's in some ways, it's good because it, it means that uh, hopefully things will change.
0: That's so true. Yeah, it's true. Um, so I think let's go back to photography. I think I, I heard that that you've been in the you've been in the position where someone has stolen some of your images and used them on their website, haven't you? Which is just awful. It's awful when that happens. Yeah, how, and you
1: know a lot of. I'm sorry.
0: Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say, how did you actually find out then? What what happened?
1: Um, so I was, uh, I was shooting a wedding up in, um, in P- Portland. No, was it Seattle? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Portland. Portland. Um, and um, uh, a photographer I admire very highly, Lindsay Stark, uh, was helping me shoot the wedding. And we were chatting at some point during the wedding about um, copyright infringement and people stealing images. And we were talking about doing the reverse searching on, on Google. Right. Uh, so essentially, you just take your image and you plop it into the, the search tool, um, and it'll pull up, and you where your image appears for the oh. most part. Um, and I was heading back from New York from uh, from an event, going back to LA, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And so I started taking my more well known photographs and plopping them in and seeing if <laughs> anything came up. And it was a red eye too, so it was very dark on the plane. And all of a sudden I saw um, my image pop up on, on this, this uh, photographer's site. And it's funny because like when it happens, you almost want to like nudge the person next to you being like, oh my God, look at this, look at yeah. this. But obviously it's a red eye, they're sleeping and <laughs> I don't know who they are and they don't care. <laughs> um, so I went to this individual's um, website and I just started seeing that, that this person was was indeed a wedding photographer um and was using multiple of my images uh mm. all across his um his social media and uh it was his- you know his website his yelp reviews um wedding wire accounts the not account oh, it was it
0: was it was
1: it was pretty it was pretty um, extreme. Yeah,
0: it's awful, isn't it? It's so awful. In 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 one way, it's quite. It's like you've made it. If someone's copying it and stealing <laughs> your image,
1: <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, um, but it is but, awful. What did you do? Yeah, I mean, it, like you been, I mean, it, it's it's very much like a violation. You feel violated Ooh. in a lot of ways. Um, and you know, it's not only the work that I poured into creating those images, but it's also you know, the documentation of my clients, you know, that I call friends and, and they're appearing on some other person's site. So I, it it felt, it just felt very, very bad to me. So, um, I contacted an attorney and had him draft an email to send to this individual, uh, saying that they had to take down all the images and stuff like that. And, um, over a couple of months, it was a lot of back and forth. Finally, we got that person to take down all those images and, you know, that's why I, I always urge photographers to monitor their work and keep an eye out for those who are, you know, fraudulently displaying them, you know, yeah, deceiving, yeah. and it's also like deceiving those clients, like his clients, which, you know, yeah. it's and there was like a huge discrepancy between this person's personal work and, and my work, you oh, know, man. yeah, it's like someone who was just maybe starting out and, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a long battle, but Luckily, we were able to get that that over with.
0: That's awful that it still took a few months, though. Yep. So even just like yeah. the first the first email or letter, you know, it's a normal person would just take it down straight away. But they didn't.
1: It's funny because, you know, some people, I think initially they said that they had purchased the images or something. Oh. And, um, and this person was also using other professional photographers' work. So it was mostly mine, but I could tell that I couldn't identify the other photographers. But... Um, I could tell there were other photographers' images being used. And that's why it was also like a, you know, I felt a duty of, of, you know, Mm -hmm. an act upon my other fellow photographers to make sure that this guy, this person um, took him down. So, yeah, it was, it was a, yeah, you would think that they'd be like, okay, I'll take him right down. But it actually took quite a bit of time and back and forth.
0: Yeah, well, it's awful. I mean, it's only happened. It's happened to me once uh, quite a few uh-huh. years ago, As once okay. as far as I know it anyway. And someone just messaged my Facebook page saying, do you know some of your images are being used on this other uh-huh. photographer site? And-, and it was awful. It was someone who had been following me on Instagram, you know, and it had been nice and they were just using my images. It was a uh, really it- strange time.
1: I know. Did they take them down?
0: They, look, yeah, they were in Belgium. And luckily, my father uh, knows someone who works ra- very randomly in, like, the Belgium government or something. So, oh, <laughs> I know. Nice. Just got them to send a quick kind of message. And they were down within, like, uh, 24 hours, I think it was. Oh, at the time. Great. But, yeah. But, yeah. But it's, I, it's
1: a terrible feeling, though,
0: huh? It is. It's awful. And, and there's, never, there's never an excuse for it. People know that they're doing wrong by doing that. There's never an yeah. excuse.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you guys you were able to get it down so quickly. Yeah, this person kept kind of defending it. And I'm like, there's just no defending it, man. I mean, he uh-huh. kind of take his pictures down. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, but anyway, let's go. Let's go on to let's change. I could go on to a happier <laughs> subject. <laughs> so That's, let's change. Let's change that completely. Um, what are you? Do, are you a telly person? Are you watching any good Netflix series at the moment or anything?
1: I am. I, I love TV. <laughs> I That's cool.
0: yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, cause you have children as well, right?
0: I do. Yeah. Five and eight yeah. year olds. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. there you go. Yeah. So, so my son's, uh, he's almost 18 months. So yeah. for this past, you know, year and a half or so, um, or even when he was a newborn and, you know, I was up all night nursing or, you know, I would have to stay awake. So I watch, I watch a lot of Netflix. Um, <laughs> So, I went through Schitt's Creek, which I really enjoyed, it's just a oh, nice, cool. lighthearted comedy. And then recently, my husband and I started rewatching um, The Office.
0: Oh, the American version or the. The American British version? Versions. It's oh, the American cool.
1: version, yeah. Cool. Um, and we started watching Arrested Development again, too. So, I don't know why we've been in a kick of rewatching things we've already seen, but. We well, um, go through
0: stages of doing that as well. It's funny. There's so yeah. much new content out there, and yet you end up. <laughs> It's so funny, well, we
1: watched we, we watched we we watched some new things. Of course, we watched Tiger King, like everybody. It's funny. I, you know, it was it was it was so funny because everyone had such a response to it about how crazy these individuals were, which obviously they have you seen it?
0: Yes, yeah, I meant mad, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's totally crazy. But, I'm such a, uh, I'm such a animal person that the entire time I'm just focused on the tigers.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: did, that's like the, the sad part of the whole thing, you it know? It is
0: sad. That's true. Did you hear this week how uh, Carol Baskin's been awarded the zoo now then? It's going to be hers.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, for real. The judges said that. that. Yeah. So, it's, she, so she's going to own it now. It's going to be hers. So, yeah. <sighs>
1: wow yeah I know. <laughs> interesting story right there isn't it
0: it really is yeah and it's, it's funny you mentioned the american office i need to watch that because we've only just recently like two weeks ago finished watching the uk office so we we watched that for like the first time really and that's have you watched the uk version at all
1: i i started it um and then for some reason i can't remember why i didn't finish it but yeah i had seen a, a couple of episodes um but yeah i need to get back into that what else are you watching
0: um, what are we watching? At the moment? Oh, we're watching Dead to Me. Have you heard of that or seen that? Yes. Dead?
1: Oh, I watched the first, se- was, it, was it only two seasons? Yeah.
0: Yes, right. I think so. We're only halfway through the first series, but really liking it, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. I watched the first season, but I haven't quite gotten in, uh, started the second one yet.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, those are good, good recommendations if anyone's looking for something to watch at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What, what is the first thing? Or things that come to your mind when I say, "What makes you happy?"
1: Mm. Uh, my family, uh, especially now during quarantine, which really changed your, pers- you know, changes our perspective of a lot of different things. Um, it's been tough for a lot of people, but I-, I do try to see on the bright side, and you know, being able to spend so much time with my son, and um, and you can attest to this too when you have children. You know, you just to be it's such a privilege to see a child grow and become bigger and smarter. And, you know, they start to speak. It's just amazing to see. It it sounds very colloquial, but just to see the world through a child's eyes, it's it's really beautiful. It really Mm -hmm. is. So that makes me very happy. Uh, My family, um, what I do makes me very happy.
0: That's cool, isn't it? We're so lucky to be doing something that we really enjoy.
1: It is, you know, and I, I feel very... I feel very um I feel very lucky to do what I do and it's it's tough with the wedding industry because I'm not going to say that there are days where I wake up and I'm like, "Oh, I just don't want to do this anymore or mm-hmm. I feel burnt out from weddings or um you know, there are days where you just don't like your job." And I yeah. think I think it's also okay to say that, you know? I know mm-hmm, people are you. very into saying that they're 100% passionate about wedding photography and it consumes their life and I say, you know, that's amazing, but I mean, I can definitely say that there are days or months where I'm like, gosh, I just, I need a break, you know? Mm,
0: oh, yeah, I totally get that. And I think you're so right there, how it is really important to say, because for, for maybe people from the outside looking in, we can make the industry appear like it's all roses and, and gold, good right, pavements yeah. and things. And it obviously it's very good, but there are downsides and hard times as well. There really are.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: And especially at the moment, it's not a good time to be in the wedding industry really, or the event industry
1: in in, in general. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, you're not just a photographer. I mean, I can't speak for every photographer out there, but you're not just a wedding photographer. You're a planner, you're a therapist, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're helping out on the day. You know, for me, I, I develop really special relationships with my clients and, you know, it spans over a year planning, you know, sometimes. Um, and then if, you know, if you're lucky enough, you can photograph their children or, you know, you, you just see them, them grow as a family as well.
0: Oh, that's cool, isn't it, to be able to do that? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Have, you, have you hit a specific point yet? You know, maybe where you have felt like really exhausted with what's going on, like feeling burnt out at all?
1: Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, had, I've had that a couple of times. And um, uh, for me, I had to diversify a bit what I do. Right. Um, so right now i shoot I used to shoot uh I mean I would shoot thirty to forty weddings a year,
0: right.
1: um, and it was just too much. I was spreading myself too thin um and i I didn't like not being able to be so um so so connected with my clients right, um, okay so I've been able to kind of find a healthy balance for me, you know it's what works for me um and now I shoot maybe 10 to 12 weddings a year. And in the gaps of that, I shoot here and locally in Los Angeles. I do a lot of work for a lot of the Hollywood studios with like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. Oh, that's Um, cool. Yeah. And so that's, that kind of mixes it up for me a bit. And uh, it's a different way of being creative. Mm. And uh, it's a whole different, it's just a whole different type of photography, which um, I think keeps my brain a little sharp, which is good.
0: That is cool. How did you get into that kind of more the more corporate or commercial kind of side?
1: Yeah, it was it was funny. I kind of fell into it um, when I moved here. So my husband and I moved here about six years ago, and a, a friend, a sister of a, my my college friend, needed a photographer for an event they were doing, um, and uh, the singer Usher was kind of like hosting it. Oh, cool. Um, and she was like, I can't pay you for it, but it's great exposure and. <laughs> um you know and i was like i just moved here i have no problem just shooting something for free and just Mm kind of showing my worth um you know it's just it was a fun thing to do so i did it and the um the agency that kind of produced the event um i guess got a hold of my images and loved them so much that they ended up hiring me for all of their future events Uh, Um, and they kind of uh are affiliated with um, a lot of the premieres for different TV shows and movies. Um, so I got to, I, I do a lot of those things, a lot of the event decor, which is really, really funny because they liked my detail work so much. And I attribute that a hundred percent because I shoot details at weddings. At so weddings,
0: well. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's cool though, isn't it? How that's gone hand. Yeah, in
1: hand. and they, really they liked, cool. um, you know, my other, I would say competitors for these events are a lot of Getty photographers who are, um, I don't want to say they're not creative. That's not very nice, but they're, (laughs) they're very by the book, you know, they're, they're shooting um, very by the book, front flash, right in your face. You know, they're not getting down on the ground and lighting cool things with gels and (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, that's just not really what they're there for too. So I do a lot of, um, you know, I get there before the event begins. I shoot a lot of details. Um, I shoot the event um, which is great. It's, it's basically just shooting a really nice, expensive reception.
0: <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds fun, actually.
1: It is, yeah. It's, it's nice, easy work, and I, I've got to meet a lot of cool people.
0: That's cool. And I think that, that diversification is just so – it's great for a, a kind of, um, yeah, not getting burnt out and not just doing one thing day in, day out. But also you've got – you're diversifying your kind of income streams as well, which is very important. Um, it
1: is. It definitely is.
0: Mm. So i think that's re- i think that's a really really good idea so uh, that's cool and so you, you photographed usher i guess you photographed maybe some more famous people then things now
1: oh yeah yeah um i would say probably the coolest thing I've, I've done a ton ton of premieres and stuff but the coolest thing i've done over the past three years i've shot um jeff bezos uh he has a holiday party every year um oh. at in his uh la house which oh. has only about like Maybe 150 guests, but they're all like A-list actors and stuff like that. And oh, I don't, man. I don't normally get starstruck, but I saw Barbara Streisand, and I kind of got like really excited. Oh, that is
0: very cool. Yeah, that's very yeah. cool.
1: I'm like, oh my god, it's Babs. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 very cool. But you know, they're all those individuals tend to be very very nice. Um, I think they've they've made it, so they don't really have much to prove. Uh, um yeah. and I think they're used to being around photographers so um they're often very very kind oh that's
0: cool that's lovely to hear because yeah I it guess a it. lot of people would maybe expect the opposite I think in the way the media is portrayed and celebrity these days so that's cool that's nice.
1: yeah yeah
0: um has there been a specific turning point in your wedding photography career you know maybe something perhaps a certain wedding or a certain award or or something that's had a major impact on your career
1: um yeah I mean I would say for me um other photographers inspire me quite a bit, um, and I've I have spent a decent amount of time and money in workshops, um, and just seeing how different photographers work and how they, you know, both on the business side and on the creative side. Um, and I think as photographers, we we always have to continue that education because um, we're never going to know it all and we're never going to be perfect. Um, sure. So for me, um, over the years, I've been really blessed to like get to know some great photographers and be involved in some amazing communities. Um, Right now I'm, uh, I love being in the fearless community, just Mm. seeing other people's work and how they push the envelope with the creativity. I mean, it's, it is beautiful to see what, you know, what people come up with Um, and your community. I mean, yeah, there's just, and it's all over the world. It's very inspiring. Mm. Um, In terms of a specific moment or, Ooh, wedding, I don't think there was, I, I guess, there was a wedding a couple of years ago. I actually recently shot her her sister's wedding. Um, and there was a moment, uh, they have it in their tradition, before the ceremony, their family kind of gathers in prayer. Oh, nice, um, okay. And they're such a sweet family, they, they allowed me into that moment. And it's funny, when I compare the images, so they did it at, at her wedding, which was maybe... Maybe seven years ago or so, and then last year I shot her sister's wedding, and they had a, a similar moment um, and i've been I've been kind of tickled to see how I have <laughs> changed as a photographer because I remember the images from that first wedding. I was uh, a little bit yeah. further back okay during that moment I wasn't quite in it. Mm. I think I didn't want to interrupt the moment, and you know as a photographer you're always struggling with how close can I get <laughs>
0: yeah. Right?
1: yeah. Um, and then the images from last year's wedding, I, I got in there and they trusted me to do that. And I think, you know, they, that's what you're getting paid for is to get in there and to capture the emotion. Mm -hmm. And fortunately enough that those images, a series of those images have actually gotten a lot of recognition, which has been beautiful, but, um, it's been nice to see myself evolve, um, Mm -hmm. over a, a similar moment over the years, which has been very cool. And, i i feel very privileged to be able to to be a part of those moments it's i mean i end up tearing up as well it's just so beautiful
0: oh that's cool it's great to. Um, it's so important to be so empathetic i think that's so cool you've been able to experience a very similar situation with the same family yeah. from years apart i'll have to though, share those career. images
1: with you yeah they're very cool
0: yeah that's really interesting oh that's cool um and you, uh, you were married yourself not so long ago, I think. And and wasn't it? It was two men, wasn't it? Lanny and Erica shot yes. your wedding. Yeah, I
1: know. How amazing is that, huh? That
0: is cool. Very cool. Yeah. So what? What was that like being on the other side of the camera? You know, as a wedding photographer yourself as well.
1: It's amazing. I mean, they are they are extremely beautiful people. They're very creative. They're just to see how they work is just awesome. It's funny because obviously I'm getting married. It's a beautiful time, but I'm also like, Oh my God, look where she's, she's like under the table. Like, oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, but it's funny cause they get being on the other end of it. I have a whole new appreciation for everything, everything that goes on both for the bride and then also for the photographers. Wow. Um, and so it's been, it was a very valuable experience for me, but it's interesting cause you know, when you're in the moment, you're getting married, um, you're actually not paying attention to how close they're getting to you. That's cool. Um, That's good to know. Yeah. And I was always, you know, I think everyone, like I mentioned earlier, were very apprehensive about getting too close. Um, And, you know, everyone knows that Lanny and Erica get close (laughs) and they got close and I didn't take my eyes off my husband. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't take me out of the moment. Um,
0: That's cool. And
1: they got, obviously they got just spectacular photos for us. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to our videographers because our videographers blew us away. I mean, I have never seen such beautiful cinematic work in my oh, entire cool. life. Who are they? Um, they are called Maru Films, M-A-R-U, and they're actually out of Amsterdam. Oh wow! Um, they're a husband-wife team, and they are just amazing people. And they they flew all the way out and helped and helped shoot our wedding. Um, and they just just like what they were able to put together was just absolutely gorgeous. It was just, oh. it was beautiful. I have a whole new appreciation for videography.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. The level, the level, just like with photography, I guess the level of videography has just got so much higher and higher, isn't it? Over oh, it, the years, It's amazing now.
1: Yeah. It's, it's amazing to see the evolution of that as well.
0: Mm. So did you know, um, Lani and Erica before they shot your wedding or did you just approach them as a potential client or did you, yeah. Did you know them or.
1: I did not know them personally. No, I, you know, I think I knew them in the sense of like, you know, the online community. Mm. Um, but I never personally met them. Um, I had always been obviously huge fans of their work. Um, and it was, it was definitely tough to, to choose a photographer cause yeah. I mean, there are just so many good ones and, yeah. and, um, I actually just had almost my husband choose. I was like, listen, these are the ones that I love. Um, let me know what you're gravitating towards. And, uh, yeah, they were they were kind enough to shoot our wedding and be a part of our whole wedding weekend. Uh, we did a day after session with them, which I started incorporating into my own work for my own clients. Ah, cool. um, yeah, so some of the things that they did for us, I was like, oh my god, that's that worked really well for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in my my business agenda. You know, that's so cool. yeah, it was very valuable experience. Both obviously getting married was great, <laughs> and also seeing them too
0: oh cool great oh that's that's great that's really cool that's really cool um yeah you were a judge for us quite recently it's only a couple of months ago I think in collection 13 um yeah
1: thank
0: no thank you again for judging because I know there's a lot of images to look through did um did you enjoy it in the talk
1: I did I first of all it was such an honor it really was and again you know like your community it's international you're seeing people's work from all over and different Cultures and different um, traditions that people are photographing. And it really changed the way that I now submit my photos to contests and awards. Oh, because, really? yeah, it really changed, you know, you, it's, um, it's overwhelming to see, you almost take for granted how good people are. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know like, this is amazing. Yeah, amazing. You're it's getting
1: awesome. overwhelmed with just like top-notch photography, um and you almost feel bad like taking out one because it's just not, uh, you know, not perfect in a way. But, and I can hear myself saying like, "Well, my photos aren't perfect, and I'm submitting." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, uh, I loved being a judge. I loved being able to see the breadth of people's work. Um, yeah it was a, it was a great experience. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, no, thank you.. Okay, I really value your time and expertise. It's awesome. um yeah, as a judge yourself, do you have any kind of tips to help people like submit at all? and yeah, sure. I know because yeah, uh, it's I very don't... subjective, but yeah, what's your ideas?
1: Yeah, first of all, it is uh, so subjective. you know what what moves me may you know may move somebody else in a different way. Mm. Um, but for me, you know what I never really thought about as I was submitting is, you know, we all have beautiful moments that we capture. So, for example, um, you know, the the groom seeing the bride come down the aisle for the first time and the emotion that he's going through. Mm -hmm. You know, there are certain um, times of the wedding that happen for everybody. So, you know, you're in charge with how to make that Mm different. You know, I saw a million photos of the bride shedding a tear you know but but why like how is that one different from all the other ones i'm seeing mm-hmm. you know what makes that photo stand out and sometimes it's the way it's shot sometimes it's the post production you know how they're edited yeah um how they're cropped um deciding what you're putting you know putting in the, that frame is very very important sometimes if people would just crop in a little tighter or focus the shift your focus a, a little bit with some dodging and burning um Mm. so yeah i would just think about you know the moments that you capture although they are extremely special to you because they're your work they're your moments that you're capturing you know we're seeing a lot of the same moments so how can you make that stand out
0: yeah that's great advice that's really really great advice thank you yeah that's cool Cool. Cool. Um, one of your reportage awards, actually, personally, because you've won um, some from us, which and one of yours, which I think is absolutely timeless, um, appear, uh, appears to be what I, it looks like—the bride and her dad, I think—in a really emotional embrace. Um, yes. they're in the kind of yeah. left of the frame, and I just yeah. love the composition, the light, the moment—you know—all together makes such a beautiful image. Can you tell us about that one? What's happening? Yes. How you, how I you love got that
1: it. Sure, that one says, so, and you know, I took that one several years ago, actually, probably at least five years ago. Um that photo was right before we were in the church, uh, right before he was going to walk her down the aisle. They kind of went out into this um, little chapel on the side. And uh, they just had him. I wasn't actually close enough to hear what was going on, but they had a little moment. And, you know, that was his little girl. That was his baby girl. And he just held on to her and the emote, his, his face and the way that the light was coming through the window. Um, mm-hmm. It was just it was, it gives, me, it gives me, I'm giving myself goosebumps, but it's, kind of narcissistic, but it's, you know, I, I love those. Those are the moments that we look for, you know, and, and to be able to witness that, to capture that, um, it was a very emotional wedding. The, the, um, the groom, the groom's mother was very sick. Um, so it was, it, there was a lot of emotion during that day. And, um, yeah, that was just and it's funny, I didn't even know that they were going into that room. I kind of just followed them. That's why I wasn't actually wasn't very close to the to them as you know, in terms of um distance. It was kind of a little bit further back from the moment. Um, which I like. You know, for me it worked it worked that way. Oh,
0: it's um, it's such a beautiful image.
1: Thank you. Cause it I literally was kind of like peeking in to see what was going on
0: oh it's so cool it's great that you followed them to get that I mean if you hadn't have just trusted your instinct to follow them you wouldn't have got it yeah because it is like an empty room isn't it that you can see there there's no one Mm -hmm. else there, is there and it's right it's
1: it's not the main chapel it was this little um small one on the side
0: Uh, it's beautiful yeah it's just so so good Um, and if anyone's listening you know whilst driving or or running or anything if you head to the site I'll include that image so you'll be able to see which one we're talking about there um, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Let's change tack again slightly. Let's change tack. Um, if you had, if you could choose one day in your life to live over and over again, like Groundhog Day. Have you seen Groundhog Day? Of course. Yeah. I feel it's like so I'm good. living it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is like that, isn't it? This is coronavirus times. It is like that. Um, yep. but yeah. But if you could choose one day in your life to live over and over again, what, what, what day would you choose?
1: Oh man, it's funny. I'm sure people would say like, "Oh, my wedding," or (laughs) "You don't have to say that," or "The day my son was born." But that hurt, so I'm not going to go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say, you know, it's not a specific day. But um, growing up in North Carolina, my parents have um, like a little lake, a little cottage on a lake, and it it sounds very stupid to say, but it's kind of like my happy place. It's it's very peaceful. And I was, you know, we spent a lot of summer summer days there and, um, it's just a beautiful, I, you know, we would spend the day just like out on the boat and swimming and just sitting on the dock and I don't know. And at night, like you could see all the, all the stars. I would do one of those days. I think, you know, having my family there, you know, just being in my happy place.
0: Oh, that's really nice. Have have they, have, have they still got that place?
1: they do they do they they don't go, go there quite as much because they actually moved down to florida but they're still hanging on to it
0: oh that sounds that sounds lovely yeah i wish i could give you that ability to just like ah, lift that over there <laughs> i
1: know yeah is that
0: is there something that you really love that most people seem to hate i
1: love that people hate mm,
0: let's see i love that people hate <laughs> it's a straight or you could reverse it anything that you hate that most people seem to love
1: that i can definitely do okay
0: let's do that one <laughs>
1: um yeah some unpopular things i i don't like fruit which it sounds super weird i know
0: oh, wow that is I unusual
1: know. <laughs> i don't what? eat any fruit i don't like fruit i don't like the consistency of fruit um, oh, no fruit
0: at all not bananas no
1: i will actually eat bananas that's the only thing okay. i'll eat <laughs> and then cool. i guess raisins if you consider that it's a dried fruit but that's it. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it was definitely funny having a child cuz my husband was like you're going to buy fruit for him, right? <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I'm not a terrible mother. I'll we'll buy him fruit and just not going to eat it."
0: <laughs> that's uh, funny. Oh, where your yeah. fruit aversion comes from?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a huge fruit person. Um oh, I actually thought about this question cuz I think something on Facebook was going around about that like a couple months ago and I was thinking about it. I'm trying to remember the other ones. Um <laughs> I don't like working out.
0: <laughs> oh, really? It's a, no fruit, no exercise. <laughs> you no,
1: know, I'm a very healthy person. Um,
0: uh, That's quite funny. But you have to say, you must, you've got to be fit to be shooting weddings though, really, haven't you? You must, you you must get exercise. As a mother, you're getting exercise all the time. Oh, yeah. I think.
1: He keeps me on my toes. He's running around. Um, but in terms of like cardio exercise, I, I absolutely hate Um <laughs>
0: Yeah, I hate running. I can't. I
1: just hate oh, running. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, mm. or like the elliptical when you're like stairmaster and you're climbing and you're climbing. Oh. And you don't get anywhere. I can't oh. do it. Oh, yeah, that's
0: awful. I don't. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I yeah, I'm with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of. Of much more right now but those are good
0: those are are good um do you shoot by the way do you shoot solo for your weddings or do you always have a second shooter or do you do a mix or how do you do
1: it i almost always shoot with a second shooter um except for very small intimate weddings, so um elopements or um weddings probably less than maybe 60 people i'll shoot alone right um yeah sometimes like i the wedding i shot in montrose i it was about a 30 person wedding and i shot that alone um, but I almost always have a second shooter. I, I like it for the obvious reasons of having, um, the coverage. And then I like, I also like the camaraderie,
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, like seriously. being
1: able to, to share the day with, with somebody else, um, who's going through the same thing. And, uh, I have, I usually shoot with, uh, similar people often. And so it's just nice just to kind of get back together with the same people
0: oh uh, that's cool yeah definitely that's cool do you know I, I need to do it because I've only ever ever shot so no I've only ever shot ah. solo um but so yeah I need to try good it for
1: you you're probably a better photographer because of it
0: oh no I don't think so I don't think <laughs> so at all no I think and a lot of people who have seconds you know I understand how it can be so good for you to get the kind of more creative shots as well when you've got someone you know kind of backing you up in a way
1: Yeah, it's given me a little bit more freedom, Um, especially now where I feel like I, I can take that step, you know, I can say, okay, you get the safe shot, I'm going to try, I'm going to try something different. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. And and sometimes it does, you know. Um, So just, you know, and oftentimes, it's just shooting a lot and not putting your camera down and just getting lucky.
0: Mm. I guess that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Do you you shoot as much as um, Lani and Erica? Because I know they shoot quite a few, don't they?
1: Yeah, I do shoot a lot. I shoot a ton. Uh, and probably one of the one of the most valuable things I've learned from them is they don't put their camera down, especially in between moments. That's one of the, their biggest thing is they shoot through moments. So you know, if you're, you know, if she puts, if the bride puts her dress on and you're shooting that, and then it's done and you're, you know, moving on it's best to even like just keep going with the moment what's going to happen after and a lot of times that's like when the good stuff happens um you know the mom gives her a hug or you know or she's looking at herself in the mirror you know something like that and so um yeah so i try to just keep shooting through the moments
0: that's good. i think that honestly again is this absolutely brilliant advice it really it really is um something we've not really talked about on any podcast interviews but i think it's an interesting uh, thing is to do with client meetings at all i mean do, do you meet your clients in person or is it generally over skype do you have any advice about client meetings at all
1: um it depends um i actually don't shoot too many local weddings here in los angeles right um i do a lot of more, des- I guess sometimes they're destination weddings for me. But sometimes it's where they live. Um, but a lot, I will try to do a Skype or Zoom. Um, I always call my clients uh, pretty much as soon as I get the inquiry. I send them um, uh, my pricing. I send them um, examples of two full most recent weddings I've shot. Oh, cool. I try okay. to schedule a call or a FaceTime um, if I can't meet up, meet up with them in person. Mm. Um, I have them fill out like a little worksheet almost like a questionnaire so i can get to know them a little bit better Uh, okay
0: what before the the meeting or
1: before the meeting yeah oh wow
0: that's cool that's good advice. yeah
1: i ask them just you know how do they meet how did the proposal happen what do you guys do for for work um just so i have a little bit more understanding of you know where they're coming from what are they envisioning for their wedding like what is what's important about photography for them um so it's and i think it's good because it gets them thinking about it as well uh so that way when we chat you know they have a little bit better understanding of how they want to convey what they want out of their photography coverage
0: right. yeah that's good advice actually and that's yeah, really good advice yeah.
1: it's worked so far
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and in terms of marketing in general and kind of getting yourself out there what's been the most effective for you do you think
1: um so i'm probably not the the best on this one because I, I don't really advertise anywhere Right, okay. Um uh, luckily I think I've just word of mouth has been pretty good for me um, and then just referrals. So a lot of the weddings I shoot um, you know I'll shoot a wedding and then the bridesmaid from that wedding will get married in a year or two and then she'll hire me for her wedding or cool. uh, Facebook has been great you know if if, um, the client posts photos from the wedding um, a lot of that that just gets a lot of exposure for me because people see those images. And then they'll contact me to say, oh, I'm friends with, you know, your past bride and saw they were on Facebook and love those pictures. You know, Mm. just wondering, um, you know, if you're available. So uh, do you provide
0: like um, kind of lower res images when you deliver clients specifically for people to put on social media and things?
1: Uh, So I do both. Uh, They have the ability to download web size images and high resolution.
0: All right, cool okay and what kind of, do you what kind of client gallery uh, system do you use
1: uh right now i use pixie set uh, cool yeah, yeah um but i'm thinking about switching which sounds bad but i've heard PickTime time <laughs> has been really great with um campaigning uh oh, okay, and yeah. I, I, use I do you really
0: yeah it is oh. really good and it looks it's really nice and a great it team is. behind it as well yeah, yeah they seem like
1: great people they're um you know they're it's a beautiful, um, design and I've just heard, yeah, great. I, I'm not very good with like in person sales or anything like that. Don't mm-hmm. ever ask me about it cause I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I've just heard people, um, really rave about being able to get, um, great print sales from pick time with their, um, campaigning and their promotions and stuff like that. So I've been, I've been entertaining switching
0: yeah honestly i'm yeah you should give it a go obviously i don't don't have shares in their company but it's really really good (laughs) it's really good it's a great ability yeah it's really good honestly and a great ability for clients to make their own albums if you want to let them do that as well you know it's it's a really nice system yeah it's really nice um what advice would you have? Any advice for people who have been shooting, maybe for quite a few years, but are feeling, you know, maybe a bit just tired of their work, or just they feel like their career is not in the place where they want it to be?
1: Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we can all relate to being there um, mm. at some point in our life, if not multiple times. <laughs> yeah. um, for me, whenever I feel like I'm in a rut, um, I do a couple of things. I I often go to a museum um, oh, cool. because I feel like seeing artwork that's not photography can inspire you in a different way um so I like doing that uh and then I like being part of a photography community um whether that's someone local to you just like a little meetup with your fellow local photographers um Mm. or going to a workshop um or I went to WPPI in in February oh I was there as well oh no I missed you oh
0: yeah (laughs) that's too
1: bad Um, you know I hadn't been in in like six years. Um, and so I went and I got to, I got to meet people I've always wanted to meet. i got, and, and just being amongst people who go through the same thing as you makes you feel not so alone. And just to say, okay, when, what I'm feeling is normal. And a lot of people are going through this and um, you know, what can I do to get myself back on track or re-inspire um, or yeah. I mean, I just think the, the more support you have from a community is the you know is better so yeah, yeah. um and even like the online facebook groups you know people are very supportive of just saying okay I'm, I'm trying this out and it's not working for my business what do you guys suggest and people will comment and, and be very helpful
0: that's so true we we are lucky in that in our kind of industry how how generally nice and supportive and open people are aren't we we really are
1: yeah and even now especially with the quarantine and people um giving away free education mm. and free workshops online i mean that's just been that's been a really beautiful thing
0: mm, that's true cool and, and really great advice cool oh marissa i think we've got time just for one more que- this has gone really quickly um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think we've got time just for one more question um sure. so other than other than photographic skill what skills or attributes do you think wedding photographers should have
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I, I think compassion and empathy. You know, I, I will say after and patience. I mean, I think it's you're not like I said before. You're not just a wedding photographer. You're often a planner. You're you're helping them out throughout the, the day. Sometimes it's very chaotic, and you have to calm them down. And um, and I know perhaps some more documentary photographers wouldn't agree with that because they they tend to not want to be seen or be talked to at all because they just want to document what's going on. Mm. Um, but for me, I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a hundred percent a documentary photographer because I do get involved and I, no, that's I, great.
0: Yeah. But there's no yeah. right or wrong way. And, no, and you can still be documentary not. and still be talking and, and to your clients and be helping them out though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've listened to some photographers who are purely documentary and they're, they say, you know, well, will you tell your clients to move here or move there? And they say, no, you know, it's just just how it is. And, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times with my clients, it's like they, I think they know the images that they want. So they'll just say, should I get over, you know, should I get ready over here? And I'll say, you know, whatever you want, but they kind of want my feedback right? and and they want the guidance. And so um, I want to make sure that they're feeling good. And of course I'd love to get, you know, the photo in a better light, Um, so I don't mind once in a while kind of stepping in and saying, yeah, yeah, why don't you, why don't you go over there? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, also being on the other end, being a bride, uh, recently, uh, yeah, I think, I think what I really loved about my photographers were them getting really into the moments, not stopping. Um, and they made sure I was okay as well. You know, they would help me out too if I needed someone to help me with my shoes or, you know. Mm -hmm like that but um they have a level of a friendship it's a it's a familiar friendship feeling even though I don't know them really well Mm. and I think that's great to build that relationship with your clients even if you've never met them before it's just a um it's just putting them at ease
0: Mm. oh that's so important especially when you're with them virtually all the time at a wedding and so close to them it's so important Yeah.
1: yeah yeah I mean I had I had a bride they were doing an outdoor wedding and it started monsooning like downpouring (laughs) like it was just it was awful and they had to move everything inside into this like crappy cabin and it was tight and the lighting was awful and she was just she's besides herself you know and i Mm -hmm. went in there and i said no matter what you're getting married it's gonna be beautiful you know i calmed her down as much as i could um and later she told me she said you're the reason why i was able to go through with it you know having oh. you there made me feel so much better oh. um and to be able that's, to provide that for your clients too i think is very important
0: yeah that's invaluable isn't it yeah. that's that's gorgeous that's so that's so nice oh marissa that's awesome advice and oh just i just really enjoy talking to you My thank guys, you so thank much Thank you.
1: you have oh, amazing that, questions
0: oh no you have amazing answers so. <laughs> thank you that was awesome thank you so much honestly that was that was really brilliant um anyone's listening now you know while running do head to the site and I'll show lots of uh, images of your work and links to your website and that specific reportage award we spoke about as well and yeah honestly thank you so much
1: I appreciate it thank you for having me
0: Well, oh, thank you. you you stay safe and hopefully I'll meet you some other time maybe at WPPI another time if you go again
1: exactly I hope so I'm looking forward to it
0: oh, thank you so much Marissa thank you You've been listening to the 32nd episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. So lovely talking to Marissa. I hope you enjoyed listening. Head to thisisreportage.com to see more examples of her work, including the specific reportage award that Marissa talks about in the episode. We also have lots more episodes of the podcast already released, with photographers such as Ross Harvey, Alison Bounce, Tyler Workin, Denise Motz, Valter Tunas, Rocio Vega, and so many more. And if you're not yet a member of TIR, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 reportage Award and 18 Story Award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, and the recent huge addition to membership, exclusive video content. There's already nearly 10 hours worth of videos to watch where some of the world's best photographers share their tips, thoughts, and experience to make you a better photographer. New videos will also be added regularly. Collection 16 of our awards is currently open to submissions too. Deadline is 23.59 BST on 24th of July, 2020. No poses, nothing staged. This is reportage, And this is bye for now.